You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team, every single day during the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the places that you listen to this show and all of your other favorite shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, because every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. To get those questions into me, you can either at me or DM me at Julian Council on Twitter. But again, make sure to first follow me at Julian Council. Championship Sunday has concluded. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, where they will face off against the hometown LA Rams, who had their stadium taken over by 49er fans, which is not really a surprise. For a team that spent a lot of its history moving around, whether it's being in L.A. or St. Louis, now back to L.A. And the 49ers being five-time Super Bowl champions and plenty of 49er fans being there residing in L.A. But the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. They're bets and gamble to go to Matthew Stafford a year ago. The same day they traded for him and brought him to L.A. A year later, they are going to the Super Bowl. So congrats out there to all the Bengals and Rams fans. But that wasn't the biggest news to happen this weekend in the National Football League. And I'm going to put it in quotes in a way because it still has not been confirmed from the primary source that we need to hear it from. That being Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Junior. Tom Brady. The GOAT. Apparently is retiring according to every single person out there except for Tom Brady, who does not want to say that he is leaving just yet. I was listening to Sirius XM on my way back home from Charleston. I was there this weekend. I was driving back, and he has his radio show or podcast it is with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald called Let's Go, and they were broadcasting some commercial about, hey, coming up this week on Let's Go, Tom Brady's going to address the rumors that he's going to retire. So to me, it feels like Tom Brady is retiring, just the news got out before he was able to make a video like Ben Roethlisberger did last week when he announced his retirement from the National Football League. Brady didn't get that opportunity. So we'll see if he actually does retire. I think he's going to retire. And I honestly thought all last week that he would retire just based off of what he did say on that podcast earlier in the week about thinking about his family and how he wants to be there for his kids and his wife, Giselle, all of that. Things that you had never heard. And it really took a lot of people... Uh, back last Sunday when they lost that game to LA and Brady was saying, I'm not really sure what my future is when he had been all about playing until he was 45 and wouldn't rule out anything after that. He was now mulling it over and potentially ruling it out. And according to everybody out there, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, all of the major NFL uh, people, he is retiring. He did call general manager Jason Light from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and said, I have not made a decision. Tom Brady's dad has come out there and said, Tommy has not made a decision yet. Tom Brady's leaving. I think it would be his best comeback yet. A man who's known for epic comebacks if he decides that he's not going to hang it up. I personally thought he should have after winning the Super Bowl last season. That's seven rings. You did it without Bill Belichick. You went to Tampa and played 
at home in the Super Bowl had never happened before. Now, back-to-back years, you have a team hosting the Super Bowl and playing in it. The Rams come in the first team to ever host a conference championship game and then also host a Super Bowl, which congratulations to them. Tom Brady appears to be leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is going to put their quarterback situation in flux. Blaine Gabbert, from my understanding, is going to be a free agent this year. He's also not a franchise quarterback. We know that. They have Kyle Trask, who they drafted out of Florida in the second or third round last year. Not quite sure which round it was. He was inactive for every game they played this season. I don't imagine Bruce Arians is ready to hand over the keys to Kyle Trask. We will see what happens in terms of this coaching staff in Tampa on the offensive side of the ball. Todd Bowles looks like he's going to be staying as defensive coordinator. Bruce Arians has not said anything about retiring. Byron Leftwich should be the Jaguars head coach. But they can't figure out what they want to do down there in Jacksonville. So it looks like he might be returning. And if he does return and the staff stays intact, that's going to make the situation in Tampa far more attractive for any quarterback that goes there. It could give some of the Buccaneers who players who have thoughts of maybe now going elsewhere that Tom's gone an opportunity to come back if they have their staff intact. It also is going to place even more pressure on Matt Rule which is where this all comes back to. We had the conversation last week when Sean Payton decided to retire, leave New Orleans without a head coach, also in a situation where they are severely over the cap, which is an annual issue in New Orleans. Granted, they know how to work it out, and they have no quarterback. So no head coach, no quarterback, the cap situation. We'll see. looks like Dennis Allen is probably the favorite to get that job. The Rooney rule is going to force them to actually talk to other candidates because of the rules. We will see what the Benson family decides to do. Gail Benson, mainly the owner of New Orleans Saints, and who they're going to hire. Atlanta, they have to feel the best about their situation in the NFC South just because they have their head coach in Arthur Smith and they have their quarterback in Matt Ryan for now. They are the most stable situation in the NFL, in the NFC South, when you just look at the head coach quarterback pairing. Tampa could still be pretty stable if they're able to retain. Byron Leftwich and run it back with the same staff and just insert a new quarterback that could franchise Chris Godwin. They already got Mike Evans. Antonio Brown's gone. They got some younger receivers like Tyler Johnson, who they can continue to try and grow and mold. They got Scotty Miller and the, the, the tight ends that they have there. We'll see what happens with Gronk. They're, they shouldn't be concerned. But the Panthers, the door is open. And this just stresses the emphasis for Carolina to get everything done right this offseason. Like, I had someone tweet at me on Saturday being like, Matt Rule can't bleep this up, man. Brady's gone. Drew Brees and Sean Payton are gone. New Orleans. The Falcons are the Falcons. It also looks like a division that's going to have a winner who ends up being like 7-8-1 and one and goes to the playoffs, which would be pretty funny because we had the Panthers, or I guess, I don't know if it can't be 7-8-1 and one anymore, but 7-9-1 and one or 8-9-1 and one or whatever, whatever the hell it is and that whatever the numbers come out to, 8-7-1. I would love to see that. I also want to just see the Panthers make the playoffs, and I want to see Matt Rule get the job done. So Tom Brady looks like he's leaving, finally retiring. The 20-plus-year nightmare is over. I will admittedly miss watching Tom Brady play football as much as I was frustrated by his dominance over the last two decades. I watched the greatest quarterback of all time. You can't help but appreciate that. If you can't appreciate that, then what's the point of even watching these games? And I kind of feel sorry for you. Either way, you can hate Brady, but appreciate the greatness and who the player he was when he played in the National Football League, which hopefully, fingers crossed, has now finally come to an end. 
meaning the Carolina Panthers have an opportunity to take their place atop the NFC South here in 2022 and hopefully beyond, but you got to nail the quarterback situation. And speaking of the quarterback situation, look across the rest of the NFC right now. There is going to be a ton of movement, maybe over half of the NFC teams will be changing out their quarterbacks and starting a new one in 2022. We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because they taste so good you'll want to eat them all the time. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to be healthy, but sometimes it gets just so boring. February is tomorrow, and you have to be wondering, after one month, where is the chocolate? Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and there's so many flavors to choose from, like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The LA Rams and Cincinnati Bengals are the living embodiment of how a quarterback can change everything for an organization. And look at LA. And let's not just give all the credit to Matthew Stafford. Obviously, Sean McVay is a brilliant offensive mind. He was able to get Jared Goff back in 2018 as a starting quarterback to take this team to a Super Bowl where they lost New England. Now the job for Matthew, for Matthew Stafford, who's had two incredible drives the last two weeks, that are big in terms of the whole legacy talk that we like to do in the National Football League. He was brought in there to win the Super Bowl. Not just take them to the Super Bowl, but win the Super Bowl. And he's allowed the Rams to get back to their 2018 offensive status the way that they played this past season. And really, if you look at his stats, they're very similar to the ones that Jared Goff put up that season. But as we know, Jared Goff declined, and that led to the LA Rams to go out there and trade last season. Uh, Jared Goff and a couple first-round picks to Detroit to bring over Matthew Stafford, beating out Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers as they tried to trade their first-round pick and Teddy Bridgewater to Detroit. But Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, one night in Cabo, fell in love and decided, let's go make it happen in L.A. He's changed things up for that organization. They're also one of the more aggressive organizations with the signing of Odell Beckham Jr. and trading for Jalen Ramsey and trading for many proven players like Von Miller, and having Aaron Donald, maybe the best player in the National Football League over the last decade, the way how well he's played, I'm excited and happy for him. They're aggressive. They're not sitting here and talking about let's build through the draft. They're doing it a different way. Let's go find proven players and not bet on some kid out of Toledo and hope that he's good enough for us down the road. That certainly worked out for them. But having the right quarterback is vitally important. The Cincinnati Bengals were god-awful the first two years under Zach Taylor, only won six games. The second year, they had Joe Burrow. They won four games. He did get injured. The offensive line was atrocious. Still not very good. But they had hope that Joe Burrow, who lit up the SEC in college football back in 2019 with the greatest college offense that we may ever see at LSU, could be the chosen one as they drafted him number one overall. And in his second season, he's helped lead the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. Their third Super Bowl appearance. This time, they'll be facing another team from California. It won't be the Niners. It will be the Rams. Joe Burrow has changed everything for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they got to get a good 
offensive line around him, but they got great receivers and Tyler Boyd, Jabbar Chase, who a lot of people had the conversation. Should they take Panay Sewell at number five or Jamar Chase? Looks like they made the right decision for them. And also T. Higgins, they drafted in the second round the same year. They drafted Joe Burrow. And their general manager, Duke Tobin, did a great job by bringing guys like uh, um, Trey Hendrickson in, who had 14 sacks this season, going to be a pro bowler. The Bengals made a lot of great decisions. But the one that mattered the most is the quarterback who just went to Arrowhead Stadium and knocked off the magician, the wizard, Patrick Mahomes, winning that game in overtime. So that's where you got to start. Panthers got to fix their offensive line, but the Cincinnati Bengals have proven that if you got the right quarterback, your line can stink and you can still make it to the Super Bowl. Now, will they beat the Rams in that front in the Super Bowl in two weeks? We will see. All that to be said, there's going to be a ton of quarterback movement in the NFC this year. Looking at teams that absolutely need a new quarterback. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's gone. They got to find someone. I don't think they're going to want to go with Kyle Trask right away. They could find a veteran, and if they can keep Byron Leftwich, like I said, that might help them attract someone to that team that has experience that could help them win. New Orleans, we'll see how things play out with Jameis Winston, but the fact that he got injured, I don't know when he's going to be available, at least for the offseason program, and that Sean Payton's not there anymore. I don't know what his future is going to be in New Orleans. Either way, they need a new quarterback. The Washington football team, they tried to go with Fitzmagic who has never won a division for any team that he started for. He got hurt in the first half of the first game of the season. They were stuck playing Taylor Heineke throughout the year, who proved himself to be a very good backup quarterback, but he's not the franchise quarterback. Ron Rivera and his staff is going to have to make a decision at quarterback this offseason, whether it's going to be drafting someone and what's not the greatest quarterback draft, which we'll get into here in just a moment as well, or it's finding a veteran for a football team that the year prior Went to the playoffs. San Francisco, they don't necessarily count for a team that needs a new quarterback. But Jimmy G, you saw the good out of Jimmy G, the toughness that he showed throughout the playoffs, but you also saw the bad, the pick that allowed the Cowboys to stay in the game, and then the game-ending pick in the last two drives and the loss on the road against the Rams on Sunday afternoon, or Sunday evening, rather. Jimmy G's gone. Could he be coming here to Carolina? I've already said that might be the best-case scenario. You know he's a guy who can get you to the playoffs. The problem is, and the 49ers moved on from him, knowing that they don't believe they can win a Super Bowl with this guy. I will continue to push back in terms of the guys that they want to bring in, saying if he can't win a Super Bowl, which David Tepper stated after he fired Marty Herney was what he wanted to do, and letting everyone know that he didn't want Teddy Bridgewater here. It doesn't make a ton of sense to spend a lot of capital on a Jimmy Garoppolo, which goes back to what Scott Fitter had said during his exit interviews a couple weeks ago, that they're not going to force a quarterback decision. I still think it would be absolutely hilarious if on HBO's Hard Knocks next season, you have the Carolina Panthers featured there with Sam Darnold versus Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp in Spartanburg. Duke can get out to be the quarterback of this team. It would also be very sad, but yet I'm here for the content and to laugh at all the misery and pain that unfortunately we have to go through as Carolina Panthers fans. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, well, then what's really important of living life? Other teams that could need a quarterback, the Green Bay Packers, we will see what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Does he want to retire? Is he going to follow Nathaniel Hackett over to Denver? TBD. But he is going to be someone who's going to have to make a decision. He said he's going to make one quicker than he did last offseason. Seattle with Russell Wilson, who says that he wants to weigh his options. I don't know what Russell's looking for, where he thinks he's going to go. That's going to be a better situation than the one that they're building from him, him in Seattle. I guess he doesn't love the play caller. The offensive line could be better. 
Either way, I still I don't get where Russell Wilson thinks he's going to go, where he thinks the grass might be greener, especially if it's in the NFC. I don't think Seattle would want to trade him to the NFC, even if it's going to the NFC South to play in New Orleans or Tampa, which would be a great fit for him if he went to Tampa. You don't want that guy in your conference. Then same conversation you could have about Aaron Rodgers. If you go over to the AFC, especially for Rodgers to say, if you go to the AFC West, you're now going to have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. And you're going to have to deal with Justin Herbert. Derek Carr had a really good season. You got Josh McDaniels, who got hired to be the Raiders' new coach there. Not to mention also Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. The quarterback disparity between the conferences is massive in terms of how great the young quarterback talent is in the AFC. So we have a lot of older guys leaving the NFC, and there's not really that young up-and-comer that's emerged just yet in the NFC. Detroit could also look for a quarterback. They're also irrelevant. I don't know if Jared Goff looked good at times, but also still Jared Goff. And in the Minnesota Vikings, haven't had hired a new head coach yet, but their general manager, Rick Spielman's gone. Obviously, Mike Zimmer's gone. They were instrumental in bringing Kirk Cousins there to help help them get over the top. He did not do that. Kirk Cousins is also a name to look out for here, potentially, in Charlotte. Talked to Matthew Collar a couple weeks ago, who covers the Vikings up there, and he gave a pretty good breakdown of why Kirk Cousins probably isn't what the Carolina Panthers want to sign up for. So it's over half the teams. We also mentioned Carolina. Nine teams, potentially, could be starting a new quarterback next season. All that to say, it's not a slam dunk that the Carolina Panthers get it right. It's not a slam dunk. Tampa is a more attractive situation. The way New Orleans has been seems more attractive, especially when you look at it. Tampa, Bruce Arians, that staff is really good. You're not worried about him getting fired. And also, I don't know if quarterbacks are really that concerned about that kind of stuff, but they've gone to the playoffs the last two years, a year removed from the Super Bowl. New Orleans, strong culture. It would make sense. Washington, not too far away. They really feel like they're a team that's a quarterback away from being a really good team moving forward in the National Football League. San Francisco, they already got their guy. Green Bay, it's Green Bay. They already have Jordan Love, so it's not like they're going to get a new quarterback in terms of, like, if Rodgers leaves, they got Jordan Love. Seattle, I think Seattle's a great situation. Detroit's Detroit, but Minnesota. We'll see what who the new coach is and what they're looking for. So, again, not a slam dunk the Carolina Panthers are able to get a quarterback, but there's going to be a ton of movement this offseason. And the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. And I imagine a ton of people are going to be glued into trade and free agency period coming up here in about a month and a half in the middle of March. Speaking of quarterbacks, this is a big week down in Mobile, Alabama, as the Senior Bowl is going on. There are six quarterbacks that will be there. Could any of those six make sense for the Carolina Panthers once we get to April in the NFL draft? I will get into that here in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. All that in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. For listeners who served in or worked for the United States Marine Corps or have family or friends who might have, I wanted to notify you about an available resource. From 1953 to 1987, personnel assigned to Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune were potentially exposed to contaminated drinking water. 
The Marine Corps has since partnered with health agencies to conduct scientific studies to assess impacts from these potential exposures, and they are working to keep those Marines, their families, and civilian employees informed of updates and resources available to them. If you or someone you know may have been at Camp Lejeune during those years, please consider registering with the Camp Lejeune Historic Drinking Water Notification Database. You can learn more and register at www.marines.mil.clwater. That's www.marines.mil.clwater. I don't personally think I'm a stupid person, but I do stupid things sometimes. I'm sure you've noticed how the audio quality went from being pretty suspect to really good. Well, I was going back and editing the show while recording it and recognized that my mic was not properly chosen in the app I record on, on Adobe Audition. So you got the built-in microphone for the first two segments, and then going into that commercial break, you got the actual microphone audio that you wanted to hear from the mic I usually record the podcast with. So I apologize. I was not going to, I'm not going to go back and record that. I mean, obviously, as you're listening to the show, you know, I didn't do that. So I'm sorry. Moving on. Let's get into the senior bowl. It's draft season basically going on right now. You got the, you got Super Bowl week coming up. You got the Pro Bowl. You got Senior Bowl, Pro Bowl this week. And you got Super Bowl week next week. And then we'll have a little bit of a delay before you get the free agency going on. I think there's another stupid spring league that they're going to try and get people to watch, and I'm sure it'll go bankrupt again, but hopefully it doesn't because it actually would be beneficial for there to be a developmental league for uh, football. I mean, it's really college, but once you leave college, have another option outside the NFL in Canada would be great. So for those folks who need it, best of luck to them. I'm not going to sit here and watch that nonsense at all. I will try and stay tuned, though, to what's going to happen this weekend or this week um, down in Mobile, Alabama, as the Senior Bowl is going on. I guess I should say the Reese's Senior Bowl is going on, primarily because there's six quarterbacks who the Carolina Panthers should evaluate and have. A th- they'll be down there. Scott Fitter will be down there. Matt Rule will be down there. Every team will have a representative down there now. Some teams, like I mentioned before, like the Bengals and Rams, don't need another quarterback. And there's plenty of others out there. But there's also teams, like I just mentioned, like Washington, that could benefit from looking at one of those quarterbacks. Same thing with Tampa. Probably not Tampa, but New Orleans and Detroit or Minnesota. The six that will be down there in Mobile this week will be Malik Willis from Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pitt, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Carson Strong from Nevada, and Bailey Zapp, I believe that's how it's pronounced, from Western Kentucky. Let me start with the last two. And Bailey put up huge numbers this past year. Almost threw for 6,000 yards. Broke Joe Burrow's touchdown passing record in college football for a single season. Threw 62 touchdowns at Western Kentucky this past season. It's a really interesting story because he's a guy who came from Houston Baptist, which is an FCS school down in Texas, obviously, then transferred to Western Kentucky when his offensive coordinator left that job to go take the job at Western Kentucky there in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and he put up big numbers. Do I think that Bailey Zapp or Zappy is a guy the Carolina Panthers should really be looking at as their future quarterback? Uh, I don't know. Didn't really watch him play. I know he put up big numbers, but unlike Joe Burrow, he did not do it in the SEC. He did it in Conference USA. Maybe a developmental guy, but the Carolina Panthers are not in a situation where they can afford to have a developmental guy in this roster if he's starting and trying to help them win games. Carson Strong from Nevada did get to see a little bit of him this past season. Like the player, but again, I, I feel like he's probably in the same case as like a Bailey Zapp and his former 
uh, his alumnus there at Utah State, Jordan Love, where he could use a couple seasons of grooming before being handed the keys. Here in Carolina, that's not the situation. Desmond Ritter, who I like, I think will probably end up being a first-round pick. He's someone who I hope goes to the right situation where he's not asked to start year one. Give him a year to sit back, learn, then hand him the keys. All he did at Cincinnati was win a ton of games. There was a point in time a couple years ago where him and this guy Ben Bryant, who ended up going to Eastern Michigan, were battling for the quarterback job, and it wasn't necessarily that Desmond Ritter was the the favorite to have it. He got injured for a couple games. Ben Bryant was helping them win games, and then eventually Ritter took over the job, helped the team get to the Peach Bowl last season, and in his past year got them to the college football playoff, and he really has won over a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of evaluators throughout the National Football League. But like I said about the, the previous two guys, I see him more as a guy who needs at least a year. I think he could have a chance to be a good quarterback and see him in the same light as Jordan Love, except he's probably a little more polished. He's played against more competition, better competition. I don't know if Ritter is necessarily the answer here long term for the Carolina Panthers. Malik Willis looked really good back in 2020 in the games that Liberty played back when he had NFL town around him at wide receiver, but this past year didn't play well. And in a way like Josh Allen against all good competition, like Ole Miss, really struggled. And I don't know where I fit in when it comes to Malik Willis' camp. He couldn't beat out Jared Stidham down at Auburn, so he transferred to Liberty under Hugh Freeze. Played really well. We will see. I've only seen so much of him. So I don't know if I have any great opinions of Malik Willis. Now, the two quarterbacks I've seen the most of are Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell because they play in the ACC. Obviously, as I've told you all, I'm a Carolina fan, the Tar Heels. So I've seen every snap that Sam Howell has played throughout his career in Carolina. He's by far the best quarterback to ever play at University of North Carolina. For anyone out there who's going to be like, well, you saw what happened last time with Mitch Trubisky, Sam Howell did not play for Larry Fedora and did not play for that offense, completely different offense that he came into day one starting at Carolina, was phenomenal. The issues that Sam Howell has are that he holds onto the football entirely too long, which we've seen here in Carolina with a guy like Sam Darnold can lead to a lot of issues. Howell took a ton of sacks this past season. He's gotten beaten up, but he only missed one game his entire career, and that was senior day in Chapel this year against Wofford, a game where he really wasn't needed anyway. Tough guy, love him. I don't know how much of a fan I am of his going into the National Football League. When he had the NFL town around him a couple years ago, like Daz Newsom and Diami Brown, the two running backs, Michael Carter and Javante Williams, that offense was humming. And he made big plays. Great deep ball thrower. Didn't get a lot of chances to do that this past fall down in Chapel Hill with the lack of protection and the lack of downfield options. I think he's a good player. I just hope he ends up in the right situation. Like Pittsburgh or a proven winner, if he can get, if he's gonna go late or be in a second round, that's the best situation for Sam Howell. Putting him in a situation like here in Carolina where you don't have an offensive line could lead to issues. It would be awesome marketing wise to have a local kid be the starting quarterback. But again, I don't think the Carolina Panthers want to hinge this season, especially Matt Rule, win or get out on a rookie quarterback. The rookie quarterback who a lot of people think that they might be willing to do that about is Kenny Pickett. Scott Fitterer was at the ACC title game 
in Charlotte where Kenny Pickett was phenomenal, helping Pitt win the conference championship game. He decided not to play in his bowl game, becoming the only quarterback, from my understanding, who was a potential first-round pick who did not play in the bowl game. I know you can point to Matt Corral, who got injured in the Sugar Bowl. He got his ankle rolled up on, and I think he's going to be able to walk or play football again. I don't want to have the conversation debate about it, um, whether players should or should not opt out. Do whatever is best for you, and fans can feel however the hell they want to feel. It doesn't matter. But Kenny Pickett looked really good this past year. The positives about Kenny Pickett are he knows how to read a defense. Working with Mark Whipple, who had worked with Ben Roethlisberger back at Pittsburgh with the Steelers, who's now gone on to Nebraska for the last three years, has done wonders for Kenny Pickett, where honestly, early on in his career and before this past season, Kenny Pickett was not good. It wasn't one of the situations like where Joe Burrow was just okay, then exploded. He like was like bad. And he was getting evaluations that he would be late or not drafted at all. So he decided to go back to school, which was a great decision. Getting to play with the Blitnikoff Award winner, best wide receiver in college football this past season, and Jordan Addison, even though he's not better than any of the wide receivers at Ohio State. But I digress. That helped him out. Working with Whipple another year, that really helped him. I like that. Matt Rule, as we all know by this point, had offered him at Temple. He had committed to Temple. And then later on, Pittsburgh came in, swooped in, took him. His freshman year, he upset a number two Miami team on Black Friday. Was great in that game. But he had the ups and downs. And it's a very pass-heavy offense the last three years. And I always thought, like, really, they want Kenny Pickett to be the guy who's going to be the center of that offense. Well, getting on late into his career, like this past season, it really worked out well for Pitt. They led, led him to an ACC championship game. And I'll ask Kenny Pickett, looking like potentially the top quarterback in this draft. If there's any guy that I imagine that they're going to have their eyes on the most – it will be Kenny Pickett. I'm not enamored with the idea of the Carolina Panthers having another two-gloved quarterback back there after Teddy Bridgewater, but Kenny Pickett would make sense. I like Matt Corral as well, who's not going to be down there. I just overall, my thought, until we see free agency play out is, and even after that, I don't think the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule want to hinge this win or get-out situation in year three on the arms and shoulders of a rookie quarterback. This is not like Mac Jones going to New England where they made a lot of great free agency moves. You just filling in there with the best coach we've ever seen, Bill Belichick. It's going to be far more likely like the Chicago Bears situation where hopefully you can get enough good play out of them, but even though Chicago didn't have a great plan for Justin Fields going into the year and all that. So there's my quick thoughts on the six senior bowl quarterbacks down there and how they might or may not fit here in Carolina next season. I'll probably have more updates throughout the rest of the week as we get more news coming out of Mobile, and I'm sure there'll be more thoughts on what the Panthers should do and other prospects down there. So stay tuned throughout the week here on Locked on Panthers. That's going to conclude this episode of Locked on Panthers, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also check us out on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter. At Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So you can either at me or DM me whatever questions that you have as they pertain to your Carolina Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, stay warm, stay out of trouble. I will talk to you all on Tuesday. <laughs>